0: Hello, 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 and uh, welcome back to the latest episode of the Slimcast, with me, Ginger Slim. How are you all? It's been a while, I know. Um, my absence last week was due to the fact that it has been meltingly hot here <laughs> in Ireland, um, to the point where people far more local than me have been telling me that I don't remember it ever being this hot for that long. I mean, it got into the low 30s, which is, um, I mean, that's hot for anywhere this side of the world, but, um, yeah, in particular, these parts. So, uh, yeah, we had sort of 10 days straight of that, that temperature, and, um, we were parched, so it was just too hot to do anything. Um, I barely did any writing, um, so I just did a lot of. Did quite a lot of outdoor work, which is nice. Making the most of that sunshine. Get a bit of colour in my cheeks. And, um, yeah, now it's back to grey skies and rain. But, to be honest, it's quite welcome here because we're so far out of the way that we haven't got um, a proper water supply. So we get our water from a well. And that was running quite low. And we had, like, um, all all the... uh, crops to feed crops i say crops just you know the veg that we're growing and all that sort of stuff so yeah so much needed rain has blessed us today so um i think it's supposed to be sticking around for a while but anyway enough weather talk um yeah i hope life has been treating you all well i've been doing good um not much to update you on i can't remember where we where we were in life last time I spoke to you, but, um, yeah, the, um, the new edition of the wire is out now with, with, um, a bunch of reviews from me in there. So you should go and, uh, check that out. If you've got the, uh, capacity and the money, um, as I said before, the digital subscription is worth investing in because that gives you access to the archives going all the way back to 1982 when they first started printing the magazine. So, yeah, pretty good um pretty good archive and resource to have at your disposal. Um Books, books, books what am I reading? Um I powered through the Big Nowhere, the James Elroy book that I was reading. Um I might have told you that already. But yeah, that was the last of the LA Quartet. I read them in completely the wrong order. Um if you are going to attempt to read them, it's probably worth doing in the right order. There's not It's not so much the storyline that follows on from each other, but the characters do recur, a lot of the same characters. And, um, yeah, it's worth sort of doing it in order. Um, so I think it starts with The Black Dahlia, then moves on to um, The Big Nowhere, and then L.A. Confidential, and then finishes up with White Jazz. Um, I read them in order of LA Confidential The <laughs> Black Dahlia White Jazz and the uh, Big Nowhere so completely the wrong order um, but yeah I really enjoyed that as usual I'm a big fan of his writing and I was so um, in the mood for more crime uh, writing that I went back to the trio of um, um what's his name uh, Philip Marlowe um, Raymond Chandler novels that I bought, um, and I powered through um, "Farewell, My Lovely" um, pretty fast. These are ones I read before, but it was quite a while ago, and just revisiting them reminded me what a fucking good writer he is. And um, especially "Farewell, My Lovely," that really blew me away this time around. Um, and now I'm on the long goodbye, which again is one of I think it's one of his later ones. I think it was written sort of f- at least a decade after "The Big Sleep." And um, and yeah, it shows there's like I don't know, yeah, you know, just a different style to his um his writing in, in parts. But yeah, highly recommended on those counts. Um music recommendations, this is just stuff from the blog. Um Baldy James and the Alchemists working on a new project together, which follows on from last year's um The Price of the Tea in China, which was a very strong collaboration as usual and now they're back with um, an EP I think or maybe an album called Bo Jackson Um, and they've released a track called uh, The First 48 Freestyle which is just three minutes of Baldy rapping his ass off um, over a yeah typically strong Alchemist beat so yeah get involved with that Um, next up Homeboy Sandman has a new EP on the way which is um produced by Aesop Rock as you might be aware they have teamed up in the past on a few occasions as Lice Um, I think there's been three three of those albums maybe Um, albums, EPs Um, but yeah so this is um, if you're a Homeboy Soundman fan it's a good EP to get involved with Um, I've been lucky enough to hear the whole thing because I actually interviewed Soundman yesterday for My Grown Up Rup Family. So that will be coming soon. Um, if not this week, next week. Uh, we had a good chat yesterday. Um, and yeah, their their latest um, the latest track from that EP is called Life Team Baby and it features Aesop Rock on the raps as well. So um, yeah, get involved with that one as well. Um, Pitch 92 dropped a new single with Verbs, um, which is taken from his new album, Intervals um again an album i've had the pleasure of hearing because i've done some work on the pr side so um yeah it's going to be Pitch's last album with multiple rappers involved so yeah make the most of that while you can um i think it's due out for release end of august on high focus um but there's a couple of in fact there's about four or five singles i think that have been released um including ones with lord apex and jest um And um, with King Kashmir as well. So, yeah, go and check those out when you can. Um, More Mother released another single from her upcoming album, um, this time featuring Loji. Very interesting sounds again from her. Um, And, yeah, Loji is always a decent rapper um, to get lost in. So, yes, very interesting collaboration there once again. Um, and then another collaboration from Spectacular Diagnostics, taken from his new album, um, which is called uh, Natural Mechanics. Um, one of the albums I actually reviewed for the Wire this month, and this one features Petrelli Purple, and it's called Fish. Um, no relation, um, but yeah, a lot, um, a lot more of a summery vibe, um, sun-kissed melodies and. Yeah, than his previous album, Raw Unknown, which was a lot darker and um, more imposing in a good way. Um, but yeah, so yeah, good a good contrast to that to that last album. Um, and also, um, Dammy the Fudge Monk released the next single from his upcoming album, um, this time featuring Blue, who is an always reliable rapper. Um, if you've ever caught him over the years, then you will know what I'm talking about. But yeah, they've teamed up for um, Godspeed, which is lifted from um, Conversation Peace, um, which is the first album in a series of albums released by Death Press, which is a London-based label, and they've teamed up with, I think, KPM, who are um, an iconic library music label, and they've let them raid their archives. And um, so there's a series of albums coming out produced by a series of beat makers um, and the first one is by Damu and I think the album is due for release early September so yeah stay tuned for that and also a new single from Lay Full Stop who is one of the many musical talents to hail from Manchester um, she is um, one of those artists who sort of blends vocals and, and, and rap um, sorry sorry of more melodic vocals and, and, and rap um and yeah just just a a good all-round artist to get involved with god i've used that phrase far too much already i can tell um but yeah yeah go and check all those out they're all on my blog geniuslim.wordpress.com um as well as plenty of other um music stretching back over the last decade or so so a good resource for independent rap from here and uh, the u.s um So yeah, go and and explore that if you're looking for something new to sink your teeth into. Um, But this week's episode, I am pleased to bring with me another guest. Um, This time it's an MC that I've been a fan of for a few years. He's called Prem Rock. Um, He has just released a new album on Backwood Studios' label, which is Billy Woods' label. Um, Him and Woods have been friends for a few years, as you will hear us talk about in the interview his new album load bearing crow's feet is a very 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 strong album um another one that i was privileged enough to review for the wire this month um and that's in the sound check um section which is slightly longer reviews than the column that i do um so yeah plenty of talk about that um and also talk with about his association with the wrecking crew with membership of the wrecking crew which is um uh, a predominantly Philly oriented crew um comprised of Zilla Rocker, um Cody Castro, Premrock and Small Professor on the Beats. Um Cody Castro and Premrock also form a crew called Shrapnel who um have had a couple of projects out, um both of which are worth investigating. Might be more than two actually. I have to double check that. But um yeah, either way, look them up. Uh, Shrapnel with a K in the middle. So um Yeah, they released their last one on Backwoods Studios as well, I think. Um, But yeah, we speak about those crew associations, label associations, um, Prem's work as a bartender and how that feeds inspiration for his music. Um, A little bit about Anthony Bourdain and the um, new documentary around his life. I think it's called Roadrunner. Um, There's been slight controversy surrounding that, which we talk about as well. Um and yeah, just a good chat and one which was long overdue. I think we spoke about doing one a while ago, so it was nice to make that happen. Um so thanks to him for sorting that out um and being involved. Um I have you'll be pleased to hear invested in a new audio recording setup um which should be drastically improve the sound quality um long gone is the compressed sound you get from Skype and Zoom um it's a small investment a month but ultimately i think it's worth it um especially as these are going to get more popular i hope um in that regard i will say that if any of you would ever like to make a contribution to the upkeep of this uh podcast and also to my blog which is you know something i've put a lot of work into over the years and it's something i don't make a penny from um i've never wanted to go down the advertising route um particularly um and the same with this if i can avoid it um so yeah i mean for the moment i will probably set up a patreon at some point um but if you are wanting to show your support in the meantime um my um um paypal is always available for blog donations and podcast donations um the email for that is fiznish, fizznish sorry at gmail.com which is f-i-z-n-i-s-h at gmail.com i'll put that in the notes for the um podcast as well um again completely optional there's not going to ever be an exclusive um side to this um it's just yeah something that's there if you want to show your support for the work i do and obviously for the work i put into making this come together um and yeah i've got plenty more guests lined up as well so keep an ear out for them um but for now let's get on with the prem rock interview thanks all for listening until next time peace, peace, peace.
1: Hey, this is Lebron, and you're listening to the Slim Cats with the one and only Ginger Slim. Um, so how you doing, man? How's everything? I'm good. Long time. Uh, you know, since uh we've uh, interacted on the internet, we never we've never spoken in any uh, yeah, hear each other's voice at all. So I'm good. I'm good. It's been a really busy weekend, but uh, recovering from um, you know, I kind of had a the uh, release show and then. Um, yeah, I had the release show Friday, which was a lot of work and then um uh I went back to my uh you know, my night job um for the rest of the weekend. So hopefully today's much chiller. But uh yeah, yeah. things are good though. Things are good.
0: Good man. I'm glad. I mean, how was the launch night because I know we spoke briefly last week um and you were quite maybe stressed about the whole organization of it all. Yes. Uh, did it turn out all right?
1: Turned turned out great and I'll tell you like I definitely want to shout out um the performers because producing a show is is very stressful um mm-hmm. on top of being like you know kind of the headliner of that night it makes it kind of doubly uh, tough so um having folks like you know i work with ziller and castor for years so i'm not i'm not concerned about them but having folks like uh, brain orchestra J- uh, jarve and uh, fat boy sharif just being mm-hmm. professional i mean like there when i said like be there I know that sounds like baseline, but like with artists, it's yeah. it's, it's a total crapshoot if they're going to show up on time. Uh, showed up on time, super eager, um, really just like happy to be there, brought people out. Uh, people were excited. To, you know. I mean, that's all part of it. So that makes the job so much more rewarding. And I'm like, you know, looking back, uh, I've had some really stressful nights where people you know, I have six, seven acts and, and they're kind of just rolling in whenever and they're supposed to be on stage or not even in the venue. or well, they are, but they're smoking outside and it's like, you know, you kind <laughs> of, you, you start to lose your shit a little bit. That didn't happen at all. Everyone was, was on their game and, and they it, it seemed really, uh, you know, really psyched to be involved with the night and I, it, it showed. It, it, it definitely did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some clips. Um, I saw Woods's performance and um yeah it all looks really really good man um was it nice to be back yeah i mean it's probably a stupid question but was it nice uh, to be back doing it again no anyway? it's not a
1: stupid question because it's been so long it's been 18, 18 months and uh and that's not you know yeah yeah i went from doing you know shows really routinely to to not at all and it was nice ultimately it was really um it was a challenge to remember all these new songs but I was like, you know, I got to a point where I'm like, you know what, just let me just, let me at him. It's like people kept saying, oh, are you nervous? I'm like, I'm not nervous. I'm just like pacing back and forth. Like, I, I want to get this, I need to get this out. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. what w- Wood said in one of the one of his songs, actually, since we're talking about him, uh, somewhere between let me at him and let's get this over with. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's that was probably a good, Way to put it, because I'm like, if I can get this off my plate, I'm gonna feel so much better about everything that's going on, and um, and at the same time, you know, enjoy it. Got got to strike that balance.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, and what about the release in general? It seems to have gone down well critically, and and with the fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, the people that have have bought it, you know, seem to be playing the shit out of it, and that's really all I want. You know, the the critical reception's been 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 pretty strong, and you know, I, I feel like it's one of those records that if you check it and really check it, um, it's going to stay with you. And and if you give it like one, you know, kind of cursory listen, you might think it's all right or whatever and move on. And I can't control that. But like, I think if you if you st- if you actually spend time with it, you're going to get rewarded. So it seems like that's happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon there's um, because obviously, given the way that music's um, digested nowadays, or not digested, as a case may be, it's quite throw away a lot of it. Do you think if there's a risk of making an album like that, and what you what you just said happening?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but I think that's what's great about Backwoods is whether or not there was a lot of people checking for what they were doing, they were still doing, they're still going by this model, and um, mm-hmm. and that's why I kind of felt like I had to give them, you know my best foot forward and a record in that you know mold. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I have to always, I have to think that way. I have to approach records that way. I don't, otherwise, you know, I'm not going to be a guy who puts out singles and, and tries to attract your attention that way. It's like, it's albums are bust for me, really, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I don't know whether I'm just catching a vibe that wasn't there, but it felt in the build-up to release that this was a different sort of project for you personally. Was that a fair yeah.
1: assessment or was it? That's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you work, you work in this industry, you know, you can tell when people are really excited and you can also kind of tell when some people are just kind of going through the motions of a project and they're like, yeah, I'm involved with this. And, but this felt, you know, I had, I, I've had it done for a while. Um, you know, COVID obviously, uh, hijacked a lot of things people were doing. So it's kind of, you know, that's kind of a dead horse we're, we're talking about here, but yeah, yeah, you know, so I, the buildup was there, and I could have, you know, expedited it. Woods was like, "Would well, you want to put it out, you know, like really early in the year, but then, you know, forget about vinyl um, and, or, you know, people, are, people aren't going to want to wait as long as it takes to get the vinyl. So, um, yeah, it felt different. It felt like a statement, like I wanted people to hear this um, from me. And if you were checking with me for the first time from Shrapnel, which seems like we got a lot of new listeners from that. Um you know, I wanted you to take away either for, for, for good or, or for worse. Like if you're like, oh, okay, this guy on his own, that's not really my thing. I still want you to give me the time to decide, but yeah. I hope that it's like, kind of like one of those catalog pieces that people, you know, point to years from now. And I felt that way leading up to it.
0: Yeah. No, that's good, man. Um, and now, as you said, it's your first solo release on Backwoods, Um, but I know you've known woods for a while now. Um, how did you guys meet initially
1: yeah we met um you know we were in each other's orbit basically you know all the way back to about 2010 and um you know i i, I was aware of him and uh, i think supercraft flight brothers dropped and and as i met willie green and started working with him you know woods came up a lot um he was constantly over there at the spot recording and there was there was a long period of time where we we hadn't really met in person and then Shows started going, um, a lot of shows started going off, and he would come through. And I remember Green being like, "Yo, Woods, like Woods really fucked with your performance." And you know, he's like basically that like kind of sounded like Woods is he's a snob. He just he, just, like, he hardly likes anything, right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the way I took it back then, and, and I was like, "Oh, that, that that's what's up." And then I uh, I checked out the Cape Verde record and um, really liked it, but it, I didn't think it was entirely for me at the time. Yeah. But then Green Green got married and um, me and Woods were both in the wedding. So that's when we started to like actually like hang out because we got like, you know, the, fitted for the tuxes and we did like the rehearsal dinner. Right,
0: right. And
1: um, that was the week or, I mean, I might have a couple, it might be off by like a few weeks or whatever, but History of Obsolving came out. And mm-hmm. he gave me um, a copy of it and it was like, yo, check the, or, you know, this is just you know, on general principle, you know, here's a copy for you. And that was, you know, Jewel K CD's um, era. So I went home and put it in my uh, whatever and uh, I blew my mind. I was like, this dude is a, this dude is serious. And I honestly couldn't get over that record for the longest time. So, you know, and then that kind of forged both the mutual respect and the, uh, and the friendship.
0: So, given that you've known each other for that long and, and, and as you said, you've been uh, mutually respectful of each other's craft and art, how come it's taken this long for <laughs> you to put an album out? On yeah, yeah, Fair question. No, I know you've and all stuff, but, um, yeah, what was that? Was that
1: no, fair question. I, um, yeah, I think it was just um, timing, you know. Um, there was times where, I, you know, I, also I don't know that he – Felt super comfortable putting out a lot of other people's work until pretty recently, you know. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that I, I mean I'm not I don't I don't want to speak for him, but I think that's just me reading, you know, the tea leaves about everything. Where it's like, you know, you started with the Lucid, and then he kind of moved on to like deals with Blackhead and um, you know people that were in his very much direct circle. And for me, I didn't really have the record that. You know, a clean, well lighted place made a little bit of sense at the time, but I I decided to just do that myself. Um, and continuously kind of just bounce from situation to situation. But this was like, it just kind of felt like the right time. And I was hoping he was down to do it and not, you know, um, not be like, well, you know, maybe, maybe uh, next time around. And I'm like, nah, because in my head, I'm like, this is the time to do it. And I was hoping that he agreed. And uh, and it turns out that he did. So, I don't know, man. I don't know how how you know these sort of things come to pass when it seems like it should have done. It should have been happened earlier. But then you look at it and from you know, you take a step back and you're like, nah, I don't th- it wouldn't have worked the same way. And uh, you know, we might have we might have both left feeling like we get, you know we didn't do enough for the project. And now it's like, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. No, that's good, man. Um, now, I, I actually interviewed him um, a few years back, I think 2018 maybe. Yeah. So just over, over over email. Yeah. But we were speaking about the track, um, Police Came to My Show. Mm. And he told me the backstory of that, which I think was when he was on tour with you. And, oh,
1: yeah. Um,
0: yeah. 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 Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got to a point, and then he said rather cryptically that I'd need to ask you for the rest <laughs> of the story. Yeah, sure. Um, I think he told me basically that he. I thought he told me the whole thing because he. Wait, I've got the. I've got the, the. His answer here. Oh, let's
1: go. Let's go. Let's see what I remember here.
0: So he said um, he was talking about how the police were there, and he was telling you guys that they were police, and you. I don't know if you believed him, or you thought he was crazy, or something. Um, a little bit of both. <laughs> 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 and then um and then they started because no one was showing up they started demanding he play at the box office or something um yeah and so he was like Am i gonna give him a good show and he said i think i really did and he said he felt like he caught something and carried it through the rest of the tour um and in the end he said i wrote the first verse of that song that night you can ask prem the rest of the story
1: yeah. Um okay, so uh here I can I can tell you how I remember all this. Um so I had I had booked the show in Missoula, Montana. Um and you know they did they did their best. They really did their best to try to make it a good show, but it's just like, you know, we just didn't have a following out there, you know. It's just like you know, it is what it is. They wanna bring through um you know, they wanna bring through interesting acts and I was res- that's like we need that, you know, constantly like different, you know, scenes and uh the promoter Shauna she's you know she's great um i definitely want to go back when it matters more so she doesn't <laughs> feel like you know what i mean so you know there was a guarantee and that's cool and uh we got uh, the money for it but so we get there and there are two guys that are like i mean completely fish out of water drinking coronas they got mustaches i mean they looked like cops right and they went up and they said um when is billy woods playing and the box office girl was like, uh, I think at like 1030 or what, you know, he was, he was going on last. So, yeah, yeah, and there right. was a couple acts before and, uh, apparently they got up and they asked again and uh, like, you know, 30 minutes later and she's like, "It didn't change, you know, it's this time. And then I, I can't remember what, I went backstage and he was, he was smoking and writing and he had had actually had the first mix to, um the song ASAP produced on Known Unknowns, I think the lead song the leads the first song on that album. and I remember him like handing me the headphones and I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like, wow. And uh and he was like, I think at some point he peered out and he was like, Yeah, those dudes are those dudes are cops. There's I, like I know it, you know? And like we got confirmation that there are cops from the bartender who was like, I know that one dude, he's a state trooper, like a Montana state trooper. So there was it was actually confirmed for sure, that they yeah. were police um, they left at some point after, or maybe i had went on after, I can't remember, but they watched his set, um, very bizarre night. Uh, but yeah, at first I thought he was a little paranoid. Um, cause I was like, that, it doesn't really make sense. Why would, like, why would they be here? But then I'm like, you know, cops do monitor rap shows and, 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 you know, and happenings that come to these areas sometimes. So I was like. They probably thought there would be more people, so they could try to maybe blend in. But uh, not not so. They were very obvious. <laughs> so, yeah, memorable night.
0: And it seems weird that they f- were focused entirely on Woods, solely <laughs> than- on
1: Woods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't have anyone. They didn't have anyone else in mind. They were. They were look, right. They were looking for him. And Mo, I think Mo was kind of like. I, you know, Billy Woods fans, you know, they'll surprise you, you know, <laughs> like they will, like you don't expect them to be who they are sometimes, but I'm like, this is, this is different. This is different.
0: Uh, well, thank you for, uh, thank you for explaining me. Yeah, for sure. In the blank. Um, and obviously you're part of Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Um, but they're obviously a predominantly Billy group. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah.
0: So how did you guys first connect? Was that through Castro?
1: Um, that's a good story actually. Um, so, you know, I was, uh, I'm a Pennsylvania native. I'm, I'm not from Philly, but I'm from about, you know, 40 miles, uh, Northwest. So meaning like, um, you know, I would go to Philly for shows a lot when I was younger. Um, I never crossed paths with them until way later. And I, I came to New York, um, and I came to New York in 2008 and, um, Basically, I would say like 2012 or 13, something like that. Um, There was competitions up here, you know, a lot of different type of competitions. I was known to participate in a lot of them, all you know, freestyle events, and you know, I always held my own. You know, I won once in a while, but there was one called like the rhyme calisthenics, and this is how me and Castro met, basically, and um, some guy dropped out of the Philly event. And so the the organizers called me and they're like, Do you want to take a ride with us down to Philly and um, be a member of, uh, or be a contestant in the Philly one? I was like, Sure. And um, so I came down and I'd met Zilla and Haslow. Just, I kind of, I booked them up here in New York. I was just like, I'd love to bring you guys up for a show. And that's how we met. So, and they were like trying to get in my head, they're like, Castro is going to, you know, he's going to, he's going to beat you. And I'm like, Nah, 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 there's no way. I'm like, this is my wheelhouse. Like it's like basically they they spin a wheel and uh you have to do certain things like uh you know, there's like the mirror round you battle yourself, there's like the uh impersonation round where they play a beat and you gotta sound like the rapper. There's the freestyle, there's a the written and all that. So we ended up tying for a second, um, and just hit it off after that. And um, you know, the crew kinda took a, a a different form as years went on, but yeah, it was at a good friendly competition. Um, Zilla, I had just caught you know I got hip to like nights of weekends, so that's how I got you know I got in tune with his music and and then yeah, it's think like, you know when you meet somebody, you you, you kind of you can kind of tell whether or not you guys are gonna vibe long term. You don't know that what's gonna come is gonna come. That's for sure. That takes time, but yeah, so it was a it was a cool meeting.
0: So how long before was it before you actually? Like, oh,
1: uh, man, my timeline is, is, is pretty wonky. I don't really know my memory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, partied a lot during those eras. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, years after that, for sure. I, I would always kind of be like in the mix and on records, but I'd probably have to say it would only been official like the last like three, four years. I mean, yeah, yeah, they might, they might correct me on that, but yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh cool. Okay. Um, now the new album, um, it's obviously connected to your idea of getting older mm-hmm. and all the stuff that comes with that. Um, how do you feel about that in general? Are you embracing the later years?
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like one of those so I work in an industry where, you know, I got some younger coworkers and whatnot and um I'm not like the oldest person that works there. Oh man, maybe I am. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. But like, <laughs> but it's it's funny because like I got a couple of these younger people who will like just ask me questions, and I'll just answer them, and I'll be like, "Damn!" Like I got I got a, I got a good response for like every question they got, you know, or a good story yeah. about being in a certain city or or being you know uh, around for this certain event or whatever. And I and I like it, you know. I don't. I definitely had my share of like youthful exuberance, you know, I don't need to like continuously hold on to that. Um, and I feel like in terms of making music, like I'm only getting better at it. I'm only learning how to utilize time better, which is something that comes with age, right? Like, you know, you, you as a kid, like, you know, you don't really think about any of that. You're immortal. And I, not that I'm thinking about death, but I'm thinking about like legacy and, and output and catalog and, where does this all fit in terms of like my goals and um yeah i think I think I'm embracing it i'm not I'm definitely not like trying to keep up with with what younger cats are doing at all i i find i get energy from that like uh I get energy from watching brain orchestra operate the way he operates as a younger artist uh you know to me um getting a j suede on the record um I, I'm like man this this kid like he's better than I was when I was his age or or um, I just met a Kai Solo for the first time at the show yeah. and I was, you know, I I had a chance to tell him, you know, how dope I thought he was. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's cyclical if if you just stay um, hibernated in your own or insulated rather in your own, um, you know, circle and age group, uh, you're going to kind of become stagnant, possibly. I mean, not everyone does that, but it can happen
0: yeah yeah i mean for me personally it's it's been a blessing of sorts because i feel like I, I know myself at last um mm-hmm. i spent a lot, i spent a lot of years lost in that respect um sure but then same i'm also but then i'm also very aware that i've now had to go through all those years without knowing myself and it's kind of bittersweet in a way
1: yeah it's 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 melancholy it's uh it's it's melancholy, but at the same time, it's like it's always accessible. You know, you can sit back and be like, "I went through that, so therefore that I can reflect on that." And if you yeah, want to go fair. into that place, you know, if you don't want to go to that place, that's fair. But if you do, you you know, you can. And um, yeah, 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 I wouldn't. You know, I, I wouldn't trade it, man. And a lot of mistakes, I, I would redo some of them, but I would, uh, I would, uh, wouldn't trade the overall trajectory exactly
0: because. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't be who we are now if we weren't. Yeah. Like, did I have to, or?
1: you know, smoke that much or do that much of that? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not, but but here we are.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, now I've seen you describe the writing on the new album as as pretty dense in places and I read somewhere, I think maybe in an old cap piece about Wrecking Crew that you were perhaps the most challenging member of the of the crew to unpack lyrically. Um, I was wondering if that's something if how how you balance that approach to writing with the possibility that it might well alienate you from potential fans Mm. or is that not something that bothers you particularly?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a good question. I, I do think it it potentially has, um, in the past and, um, no, it doesn't bother me. Um, I still, I still kind of feel comfortable operating in, in in a bit of obscurity in, in general. Um, you know, and a bit of the esotericism like, that I use in some of the lyrics—that I I know what they mean; they mean something to me. They, but they yeah. could mean something different to you. And I always just—you know—I I can make songs. I can, um, you know, I can kind of not not say dumb it down, but I can, you know, go with my very first instinct and and you know not edit or or make it a challenging listen. I can make those type of songs. And I will, but they're not gonna be probably not gonna be on my like solo records, you know, um, where I like to, you know, you know, I like them to be like uh, easter eggs all throughout that have multiple meanings and layers and all that, and I and I don't want to change that. And if it turns some people off, you know, it is what it is. I don't think I'm gonna be for everybody.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, for me, again, personally, I like having to work at these things, even if I'm like slow with it sometimes, because like I'm. I'm still listening to ASOC rock records from 20 years ago and oh, uh, yeah. I've heard before. So, yeah, I think I think that's a, a good quality. Yeah, it's that. a bit
1: it's a bit of a dilemma though because sometimes I don't want to unpack things as a listener, you know. And uh, yeah. so that's why I understand. I'm like some people are just gonna they're they're just not totally gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna be for them, and that's fine, you know.
0: Mm. But then on the other side, you can have it as like a kind of like watching a David Lynch film where yeah. I'm not even sure he knows what's happening all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I just – it,
0: it looks nice. I
1: just – yeah, I think I just – I watched one of his movies for the first time, Lost Highway. Um, and I was like, god damn, this is, <laughs> this is wild. I'm like, what does he mean by that? And it's quite possibly nothing, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, he's I, – I think if you – because I'm quite a big fan of his and I've watched quite a lot of interviews. And if anyone ever asks him to explain his art or – yeah ask what something meant he'll he'll either change the subject or he'll say why do you want to know
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and i'm I'm definitely not um so cryptic um you know if people really want to know what a line uh, means they can definitely ask me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shy away yeah,
0: yeah 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 um now with an album like this is is it all pretty well planned like do you have a pretty rigid idea of how you want it to turn out or is it something that evolves as you making
1: it? Um, definitely evolves. Um, yeah, I didn't know that certain um, producers were going to end up on it. Uh, I knew that I wanted um, Denmark on it. So, and I think Small Pro, um, we added Death on the installment plan kind of late. It was It was recorded earlier, but then I was going to give it to a project me and him were going to work on. And then I was missing that type of song and Green didn't know I had it and I played it for him, and he was just like, yeah, this has to be on the record. Um, so there was things like that where you kind of pivot. And, um, you know, without fail, whatever song you're uncertain about, people are going to love it instead. <laughs> instead of the song that you swear is like the one, people kind of gloss over that. This always happens. Um, getting Messiah Music involved was always kind of foregone conclusion, but I didn't have the songs I wanted, so we had, we had went through two two kind of cycles of... of of production and settled on what, what we ended up with pretty late in the game. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an evolution. I, I I don't typically set out. I know that I don't want to have a long album. That's always my goal. Um, and if I can, I, I should be able to get everything I want to say done in 12 tracks. That's usually my goal, um, 14, 14 max, you know. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Um, Now, this is a question I always ask because I like hearing the different answers and everyone loves an origin story um was there much music in your life while you were growing up is there any music in your family uh,
1: there was yeah my dad um um was uh play guitar he still does i mean recreationally um he wanted to be he definitely wanted to be like a singer songwriter um mm. but then it's funny i found a journal that he had when i was moving my old house uh and it was from, like, 1979 or something. And um, he was, like, going to school in New York and, and playing coffee shops. And he was writing about how hard being an artist was, basically. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then he ended up having uh, my sister uh, unexpectedly. And the whole thing changed. And he, you know, he kind of gave up the, you know, got, got a real gig and gave up the dream a little bit. But he played a lot of music. Um, a lot of jazz, you know, he's a big Beatles fan. Um, so there was a lot of that going on, a lot of like interesting, progressive jazz, but then my mom liked Motown and Michael Jackson and stuff. So that was, it was constantly like between those things playing. Um, that's what my earliest memories of music. And I think that's pretty good, you know, template to draw from. Um, Yeah. yeah, he had a big record collection that, you know, I eventually started Stealing pieces of and bringing it upstairs, and he was not happy uh he there was a whole other section he didn't let me see, and I found it, and it was all these like beatles forty fives very very like stuff worth a lot of money uh that he had that he definitely did not let me anywhere near <laughs> so uh but yeah, like stealing like like you know jazz records from that era um you know really. You know, at first, you know, you kind of like if your parents like it, it's, it can't be cool, you know. Uh, but, you know, it goes in, in, in a cycle and then you realize that, that that stuff is, you know, timeless and essential. So,
0: you know, yeah. music was
1: playing a lot. So
0: so was there any other any other genres that you dabbled in before hip hop or was it always hip hop for you?
1: I mean, I definitely went through like an alternative rock phase where I was like, you know, heavy into... Um, trying to think, like, this is a while back, man. Yeah, I like, you know, Weezer and Soundgarden and Nirvana, and I never liked Pearl Jam. I remember I just could never get into it. (laughs) You know, and then I was into some shit that was not good, like, when I was young and very stoned at 311. You know, that got in the mix. And you look back and you're like, what was I doing? (laughs) But I think everyone's got some of that. Um, But, yeah, you know, I... Rock was always, I always really appreciated it, but I was never, like, ahead. I was never, like, super into um, the scene. Uh, My younger brother's in a hardcore band, um, and I appreciate, like, I really appreciate that kind of music, but it's not, like, something I throw on a lot. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was, man, it was was ever since I found it, which is, I was so young. Hip-hop was my default, you know. I, I love yeah. I love all types of music and I really do appreciate it. I'll go through phases where I'll just listen to nothing but, you know, like folk rock or something or, you know, uh something way different than hip hop, but it's always like my go to and my back my backbone. So
0: And what about making a leap from fan to participant? Was there like a moment where you decided that's what you wanted to do or did it something that became apparent over time?
1: Yeah. Apparently over time, um, you know, me and my best friend since I was I was a kid, we started we were smoking weed when we were like in ninth grade or something, really young, thirteen, and we we like just started freestyling, and you know so every time you actually rhymed a word, you know, you just bust out laughing and we're like and we're like, can we really do this? Nah, 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 we can't do this. And then it took a few years, and then I'm like, if I'm to be serious about this, I have to take this seriously, like. um, you know, this is pre-YouTube, all that stuff. There was no real outlet, you know. We got stoned and we freestyled. That was all we did. And then one day we went in the studio, you know, spent hours and hours on a verse and, and put together something that sounded awful. But I think it was like our graduation project for high school or something. And um, I was like, oh, okay. So to make something that sounds like the things I listen to, like that that, that takes real work. It takes money. It takes like, a long time so it was you know every every year i picked up a little more uh knowledge of of how things go and there was a couple humbling moments which is what you need to be like yeah you can't just do this that's not how it works but now i mean i think it'd be different if i was coming of age now you know you can kind of just record at home and and upload it and and people can can hear you um it definitely wasn't the case then. that was back when like my first recording session i think you had like adats and uh and and stuff like that like you know and a burned cd to listen to as a reference so yeah, yeah. we've come a long way <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and i know you've got a lot of experience as a bartender mm-hmm. um, is that something you just still that's still your main job is that it is
1: yeah know? yeah yeah i was there last night uh yeah, yeah, yeah. surly as ever
0: <laughs> and how much of the inspiration your music comes from working those sort of jobs because i know i worked a lot of bars when i was younger and it was a great place to see not only the spectrum of humanity but also to see them at their most honest a lot of the time
1: 100 percent, yeah you nailed it yeah. you nailed it you nailed it it's the spectrum of humanity there's there's definitely like a bit of a pedestal because you control uh the night in a way you control their access to what they want which is alcohol <laughs> so like the yeah, sometimes yeah. it can be a bit of an uneven yeah it could be like an uneven relationship at times but um, yeah I mean I like meeting interesting people and and they stories you know we share and people's backgrounds are, are always very fascinating to me and you know alcohol in a way is a great unifier and uh, could also be a divider depending on <laughs> how people handle their booze um, but yeah, you get in, you get in interesting situations that you'll never get at a desk job. Um, you meet people and a lot of it might be drunk talk, but you know, you, you do, you know, you can forge bonds and, and it's just kind of the right gig, uh, for the time that I need, like to be able to also tour, um, you know, and and have time, free time to do other things. I can, you know, if I can make what I need in in two, three nights of work um, a week, then, you know, that's kind of beautiful that I have the rest of the time to do other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's such an interesting place, man. I I don't know. It's like, it's like nowhere else, you know.
0: That's cool, man. And do you reckon that would be something that you, because there's not really any sort of, I mean, I know you were saying you're one of the older people who work there and there's younger people. There's not really a sort of limit on, um you could be a for that you just get better I, I, I yeah
1: you just get better i mean typically people have a goal to 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 own a place and um and I do think that one day i I would like to own a spot that kind of doubles as a venue of some kind or some kind of cultural center or whatever you know that's been on my my mind for for a few years um it it means really putting an anchor down though you know because you're not yeah. you're not going anywhere. You have to, you have to see that. Yeah. So that's a bit of a, that's a challenge. Um, you know, you have to, you have to decide if that's where you want to be, you know, for the foreseeable future. So that's something that's in my head. I mean, you know, I could have done management, but that requires, you know, availability throughout the year, um, Mm -hmm. which is something I'm not really willing to give. Uh, they know that and everyone's cool with that. And, you know, when I'm around, I'm around. Like I'm 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 fully around. If you need me to hop in at you know, someone's sick or whatever, like just give me a call. Um so yeah, I mean yeah, I would love to own a spot, you know, and work for myself and and uh you know, create kind of a place where people can, you know, build uh all types of positivity and you know, may, maybe it'll happen, maybe not. But uh either way. Yeah. That's good. That's good
0: man. Um now I also wanted to talk about the Bourdain documentary mm. film
1: because mm. I think you've seen that now. Isn't uh, right? Yep, yep, yeah. I was tweeting about it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, I haven't had the chance yet. How how was it?
1: So it was. Um, yeah, I think it was well done. I, you know, I, I guess I'm like as as you get older, you. Uh, every time I'm like, someone's mad or someone's really outraged about something, uh, you know. As I'm getting older, the more I look it up, the more I, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, and that's kind of what happened with this AI thing where they they basically brought his voice to life in a couple instances. Yeah. And I know some people were really not cool with that. And I get the slippery slope there, but it didn't really bother me. So that aside, because that seemed to be a big talking point. Um, yeah. I thought it was well done. Um, it's it's fucking grueling. It's a gut punch it's really tough um you 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 I, the things i would change is that i uh i don't think that <clears throat> they focused on how he became who he was as much as it was like the show the fame um what that ha- what that did to him but but how he got to where he was before all that it's kind of glossed over um and i know there's a lot to ha- a lot to tackle um, with him obviously but it's just like yeah, yeah. it's really raw um, people aren't through you know grieving him and it's pretty clear when they interview him you know when they interview different people uh, also some people are pretty mad and they're mad that he you know he bailed and you know I think that it's a it's a challenging it's a challenging film um, in terms of like your relationship to that to him specifically, if you have one, um, which is another funny thing. It's like n- none of none of us know him or knew him, but we feel yeah. that we feel like we've been robbed. And the truth is, he didn't. You know, he didn't know the extent. I think of his reach. I think he kind of was just going from place to place to to kind of fill the void. And um, you know, he was a heroin addict who quit, and then you know, you don't just quit. <laughs> like you, you, something takes that space, and you hope it's something positive. But it's, it's not always something positive. It's a, it could be a partner that's not great for you. It could be you know a different drug. It could be, um, you know, extreme sports that you do every three days. Or uh, I think in his case it was it was um, you know travel and and making this show, which was a great thing, and certainly better than heroin, but still not a balance that is is going to work yeah
0: yeah it's not yeah it's not, so it's not i recommend um, you see it i mean it's yeah no it's definitely it's definitely on my list man i mean i'm it sounds quite refreshing in yeah. terms of like not being a like a typical homage where it's just like a celebratory um you know the, the, the normal posthumous things that come out um oh yeah yeah it's,
1: it's warts and all
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think going back to the to the AI thing, what I read about it, I mean, the the, the controversy surrounding it was more to do with, I think, the way the director hadn't told, by all accounts, mm. hadn't told his family that that was what he was doing. That's fair. And also, when he was asked about it, I think he just he, he just blurted it out in an interview. He and did. He said something, and then said something like, "Oh, we'll have an ethics um, uh, commission about it later," as if to say, so he knew that people mm. were
1: really, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's right. I won't, I, uh, I won't, I won't uh skip that part. You're right about that. I, yeah. I guess um if I was looking at it in a vacuum, I would say that I don't have a problem with it. But I mean, you do have to clear it with the estate. You do have to do the proper, that's yeah, respect. But
0: yeah, because I mean, as as like as you say, techn- technology wise, I think it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, same yeah. as those hologram tools or whatever. It's that interesting way of keeping something going but then yeah from it's just it's just the way it's handled i think it's going to be
1: yeah good. but more eth- yeah more ethically but i mean if uh, people were kind of leaping to be like what's next is he going to be selling us mcdonald's and i'm like well i mean he it was his words uh these were things he had written it wasn't like he was saying um you know they weren't putting words into his mouth uh which yeah. would have been a way different argument you know
0: yeah 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 but
1: yeah so i think we are i think that's that's a good point though too yeah
0: yeah um that's almost it for me man but what's what's next for you i mean obviously you've just done the album um are you the sort of guy who's always working on stuff Are you
1: yeah I, I think so uh i think i am always working on things i'm definitely doing the record with um zilla and castro right now uh we're texting about it as we speak um you know we got some really interesting guests that i think people are going to be excited about um i got some shows coming up um The next show is um, Shrapnel is going to do a couple songs with the Arm and Hammer, Alchemist, More Mother, uh, Central Park um, live show outdoors. It's going to be great. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be really dope. Um, Got a very interesting, um, you know, kind of bonus song that hopefully will be coming together soon that we're going to package with with some merch. um, Hoping that the test pressing of the vinyl comes swiftly although it's very you know it's very backed up so so there'll be things there'll be things um me and fresh kills got an interesting project with um some people uh over on your side of the on your side of the globe um kind of kind of genre genre uh blending a little bit um it's cool though it's definitely not contrived uh you know i wouldn't I wouldn't get involved in it if it wasn't. So I know some people kind of shudder when they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm branching out. And it's like uh, that's not the case. I mean, these songs are like these beats are tough and, uh, and the lyrics are, are definitely going to be cool. I think people are going to like it. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, next week, I'm taking a, a week of not doing shit. Um, but up until then, I'm going to grind it out. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you, um, you know covering all these years and and especially this interview as well it's uh it's been dope it means a lot so um you know it's cool to see you ascend as well
0: no thanks man yeah well, no I'm glad we got to do it and thank you for uh for uh, taking
1: part of course of course did you uh yeah. did you talk to uh Samman did I talk to yeah, yeah Samman yeah 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 man yeah. yeah yeah um yeah
0: we had a good chat um obviously his new EP's come in with a sort rock on the beats and I've been listening to that a lot and um in fact that was I, you saw my tweet yesterday yeah was his, breath, his breath control and there's there's one track on there which hasn't he hasn't released yet mm. it was just uh, i was listening i was thinking i can normally catch the breath yeah, yeah yeah, it was just nothing there was just nothing it was just a barrel well, he's
1: like he's like a professional athlete <laughs> like when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to rapping it's it's really wild yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: it's crazy man but, yeah yeah i so, know we had a good chat and um he was, he was very he was very honest about these things which was which was refreshing yeah
1: he's Again. he's definitely also a guy who will not pull punches and he'll tell you how he feels and and also mm-hmm. reveal and uh good dude um he he you know he said some really nice things about the record too as as you know he's not a social media guy so he hits you direct which is nice <laughs> no,
0: that's
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And You know it's real. yeah for for sure exactly not for show but um yeah, hopefully I can get over on your side, man. Bristol—that's um, where you are at, right? Or are you in London?
0: No, I mean, I'm, I'm actually—I'm No, you're right. I'm from Bristol, but at the moment I'm living in fucking rural Ireland. No shit, really? Yeah, I've been here for like six months now because I was sort of losing my mind a bit in England because Brexit and oh yeah yeah, COVID and everyone's just angry about something, and I was not.
1: You're not feeling, feeling it?
0: No, I was. I could feel the stress. I, I, I don't handle stress very well when it's like that. Sure, I, sure. I, I've, been, I've been through traumas in the past and i was i've worked so hard on my mental health so i was like i need to get the fuck out of here good, and, um, good for you yeah my friend offered me this this um room and board in her in her house in ireland in exchange for some gardening <laughs> so i've been here
1: hell yeah that's 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 a bartering system right there that's yeah that's no, it's up. been it's been good
0: man but um, i'm gonna be heading back soon because i've i've worked out I, I i do actually need some sort of like mischief in my life <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's,
0: it's been a bit too quiet but, you
1: can't um, yeah you can't you can't just retire to rural Ireland and uh, you know expect not to miss the hijinks of the city. Um, that's cool, though. I mean, I'll keep you posted. Uh, you know, we're always always keeping things on the on the docket. And and I played Bristol one time with Disraeli, and um, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I remember. I think we spoke about it before because you go to Brighton as well.
1: Yeah. And you met yep, you yep, my friends right.
0: mm-hmm. party or something.
1: Yeah! Uh, yeah, uh, yeah! 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was an epic, epic uh, cipher, man. Those dudes were, and and a uh, rag and bone man was there too. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, yeah. Rory. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's um, yeah, he's he obviously going to go different things
1: now. Yeah, I was like, I, I was actually, I saw him doing some crazy, and I was like, holy shit, that motherfucker! He was just hanging out, like drinking. We we're just drinking beers and. And bullshit and then and rapping and playing beats and he was just he was just vibing and i'm like oh man that dude is like killing it now um and i think yeah, purist maybe was there too playing beats yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a, you know he runs he runs dope
0: now dope media
1: i didn't know he wrote ra- oh wow man wow
0: yeah that's his that's his, that's his i too. didn't
1: know that i did not yeah, know yeah. that but uh and, and
0: obviously him and Sonny Gym, they've got an album coming very soon which has got some crazy like, they've got like mf doom and the electronica on one track
1: you know yeah you got to you got to put me up on some on some UK shit that I need to know about so so no, I will I'll send you Yeah that. Send, me some, send me some stuff I need to get I need to get back into, my, into that man <laughs> yeah, my